Welcome to the Wilding and Owens podcast here for week 14 Pick'em. Matt Wilding joined alongside Luke Owens. And, and Luke, before we get into the picks, you've been tearing it up. I mean, I've had some really solid weeks strung together, but you're picking at a just a different level that we've never seen before. What do you attribute this this recent success to, Luke? Now being 4-1 and one, uh, this past week in week 13, and in week 12, you were also 4-1. and one. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I feel like I got the the gambling gods on my side. I mean, it's crazy because in the beginning of the year, I tried to – I was doing a lot of it based on, like, readings and stuff like that, and it was going pretty well. But, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've kind of just uh, – going off the old noggin, just using using the brain, looking at matchups, and it's worked out pretty well. And you're not doing too bad either. Three and two your last two weeks. So it's just the, the four and ones for me have been a real killer for you because that's two games right there that you lost that – when you go three and two, you expect to gain a game or at least stay tied. You do, and uh, and there's a lot of time left. So all things oh, considered, yeah. that that extra game might play critical for us uh, in the playoffs. Because every game yep. counts. We're right there. Four games that can be caught up really in in two three weeks. But these lines this week are absolutely horrible. I don't know if you looked at a couple. I was taking a gander while waiting for you to pop on, and they are frightening. Yeah, they are frightening to say the least. And one thing that's interesting, too, just to kind of wrap up your point about there being a lot of time left, when the playoffs come about, we're probably going to have to pick against each other, at least whoever's losing. So there's a lot of games to be made up. It's not over yet. But, yeah, it feels like every week, especially because we're, we're starting to find out exactly what each team is made of. I mean, obviously we've known for a while, but now it's, it's being kind of settled in. And there's a lot of tough, tough lines to pick here. I will say that. There, there really are. And one last – uh, point we didn't get in we didn't get a full show today this being Thursday Luke preparing for graduation and taking a 100 question final waits to the last minute in true Wally yeah, and Zoe show not fashion that's true not technically true I have till I had till tomorrow to do it and I did it today so you know it, it, I had had a week to do it and I got it done but yeah I got some you know some some last minute things to do up moving back home and stuff so no show Thursday but excited to be back on Monday for sure we will end. And one last thing before we get into the actual picks is just the return of Jamal Adams facing the Jets. And we were talking about it before the show. It's just kind of annoying how the New York media continues to bring up Jamal Adams. There's a story in the Post by Mark Canonzaro just praising Marcus May for his leadership, which, sure, he deserves it, but then immediately undercutting it by talking about Jamal Adams and how one could argue Marcus May is a better safety because he can uh, play in, the, in pass coverage as well. And – I feel like that just undercuts what Marcus May has done. You know, they're two yeah. separate players, but to keep bringing them back together, it must be really – if you know, if I was Marcus May, I'd be so frustrated. Why are you comparing me to your, your toxic ex, for, for lack of a better comparison? Yeah, and, and it's crazy to think of – I mean, when you look at this Jets team, not a lot of bright spots, but Marcus May has been a great bright spot. And I think this trade will end up working out pretty well for the Jets. But I think Seattle's pretty happy with, with what they got too. I mean – Marcus May can rush the passer, and he does. He's obviously a better coverage safety, but Jamal Adams kind of has that that flair to him that's kind of fun as well. And I I really like what Marcus May has done for the Jets this year. But again, it's kind of like, you know, it, it, the Jets are playing the Seahawks this week, and obviously that's going to be a storyline because we know we know the media and we know what what the you know being part of it. We love the narratives, and that definitely is a narrative going into this game. But I mean, these are just two completely different football teams at this point. I mean. The, Seah the Seahawks are a good defense away from winning a Super Bowl. You know, if Jamal Adams can captain that defense, they could win the Super Bowl this year. The Jets, completely on the other side of the spectrum. So it's just kind of interesting to, to see the comparisons. You know, I'm not surprised by them, but if you're a Jets fan, just appreciate what you have in Marcus May. You don't need to stick it to Jamal Adams. And, and that line's 
uh, favorites Seattle, 13 and a half points. That's a big spread. I'm, I'm not going to start there, and I'll, I'll lead us into our picks. This is a game I didn't really see at first glance, but I would consider the not the prettiest line, but this could be my lock of the weekend right off the bat, and it's the Saints minus six and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be starting Jalen Hurts, and you know maybe the Saints don't know too much about Hurts, but also you look at the Eagles. They're just not a good football team, and the Saints have been cruising nine straight wins. You've got a guy in Taysom Hill who looks like an actual NFL quarterback, believe it or not, and I think they're just going to trounce all over the Eagles. Yeah, I'm hoping they do. Hopefully uh, Taysom Hill puts up some numbers for my fantasy team as we, we begin our journey into the playoffs. I like that pick. I mean, the one the, the X factor obviously is going to be Jalen Hurts, but also I think Philly is going to attack this game a little bit differently. They want to run the ball a little bit more uh, from what Doug Peterson said, get Hurts comfortable with the offense, some short, short passes. So could see some good out of Jalen Hurts, but I still like that pick uh, for you, Matt. I'm going to start with this game is, uh, is one that's kind of interesting because it's a team that you love. It's a team that we both loved early on in the year. It's the Cardinals and the Giants. I'm actually going to take Arizona here. I like them minus one and a half. I like what the Giants are doing here. I, and I understand. And you have a two and a half? On ESPN, it's two and a half. I got one and a half right now on ESPN. We always use ESPN, though. Last time, I know, I'm on, remember. But I'm saying I'm on ESPN right now, and I got one. Let me, let me refresh the page. Did it jump that quickly in this short amount of time? Well, I, ju- I literally just opened the page. So, I mean, this could definitely be a, a swing of, and a, where it a is. point of contention here. Wow. It swung one full point in so I, I went to, not even 10 minutes. So it is one and a half. You are, you are in the right. Wow. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna th- now I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. Obviously, a lot of money uh, coming in on the, on the New York football Giants, which is warranted. They're playing well lately. But I, I like Arizona here. It feels like a little bit of a trap game for the Giants. Don't know how healthy Daniel Jones is going to be. I'll take Arizona minus one and a half. I mean, th- there were reports that Daniel Jones could have played last week against Seattle. He was, he was that close to it. I really like the, I like the Giants. I can't pick them just yet. Oh, come on. Losing that point hurts Giants. a little bit. Give, give, me a little, give me a little bit of time. I wish I could see the Cincinnati. And uh, Cincinnati and the Cowboys had a line just a moment ago. And now I refresh it. It's not there. But, okay. Uh, get, you know, this is a, a game that – uh, I want to lock this one in so bad because I love the Carolina Panthers. But I just – yeah, you know what? Carolina Panthers minus three taking on the Denver Broncos. I am probably the biggest Broncos hater there is on the planet. I don't understand the allure of, of Drew Locke. You know, I just don't think they're a very good football team. And you're, you might be getting Christian McCaffrey back for the Panthers. I think that, that he'll be able to run all over the Broncos defense and just add a different layer to this offense for Carolina. I like that pick. I feel like the Broncos last week was kind of their Super Bowl against the Chiefs. You know, they played it close. Doesn't feel like they're going to come out and compete. I mean, the question is who wants to play in this game? I mean, especially for Denver, they're way on the outside. Carolina maybe could make a push, but I don't see either team making a run for the playoffs. But I think Carolina plays hard this week. No Christian McCaffrey, but should be interesting. My next pick is kind of an interesting one that it's two teams that, you know, up and down in terms of playing against the spread, and it's always tough to gauge them. But I'm going to take Kansas City on the road minus seven against Miami. It's it's tough because Miami is playing well, and they need to win this game or at least compete. They want to keep it close to Buffalo, and I mean they've got a lot of teams on their on their tail for that wild card spot. But I like Kansas City minus seven. They're going to Miami. It's going to be nice and warm. I expect a lot of passes from Patrick Mahomes, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire getting a little bit more healthy this week, and Miami. They didn't impress me last week against Cincinnati. They covered, but it was ugly. I think that the Chiefs are going to throw a lot of advanced packages defensively against Tua, and I think the Chiefs win this game by 
at least a touchdown. I'm hoping they push more towards double digits to, to keep me comfortable. Yeah, and, and that's a game that I looked at. I kind of liked Kansas City with, with things winding down. I don't know if I could pick alongside you, Luke. I want to give some separation unless I absolutely have to. And, and one team I'm looking to give me some separation is, is the Green Bay Packers. It's a big number. Seven and a half point favorite over the Detroit Lions. They were my lock of the week last, last week. Obviously delivered for me against the Eagles. And I, I just like Green Bay. They're playing the five and seven line. They've been a real solid team since firing Matt Patricia. They're honestly not that far off. Matt Stafford's a really, really good quarterback in this league. We've known him forever. But I just like what Green Bay does. I like Aaron Rodgers. I've been high on them all season long. And I think it's going to continue to roll here in week 14. Yeah, I, I like that pick. Like you said, Lions, though, they are playing better. They do have a lot to play for here. But Packers want to lock up that division and, and keep pace with New Orleans because that one seed is so important this year. It's the only buy. So I, I agree. I think the Packers keep it rolling there. And it, it's tough. I'm looking at these lines. There's a lot of ones. Like Washington and San Fran feels like a trap. San Fran's favored by three. You know, it's like Washington has to win that game, but I could see the 49ers winning it. It's It's so – there's so many gross lines here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with one that I'm not too confident in, but I think, you know, the trends are, are going this way. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus seven and a half against Tennessee. You know, it, it's tough because I took the Jags last week. I locked them in against Minnesota, and they've been playing really tough. It's weird. They don't have Gardner Minshew. They're starting Mike Glennon, but I think they keep it close in a divisional game against Tennessee. They don't win it, but I, I just don't like the way Tennessee's playing lately. Another line that shifted really quickly in literally 10 minutes. I saw Steelers at minus one. Now it's Buffalo minus three within a 15-minute really? time span. So that, that's pretty crazy to me. I look at this game, and I kind of see it two ways where – and I'm not going to pick it. It's just something to, to look at and, and touch on for our, for our Buffalo Bills. Wow, fans. that line did move fast. I thought yep. you were kidding. No, I'm wow. serious. I'm not, I'm not. Wow. As one might say, I'm not capping, Luke. But Dude, That's crazy. Where the Steelers had a bad loss against Washington. They're a team that hasn't played all that well, but also they had five days to prepare for that game. Now they're kind of back on track, a normal Sunday night football game. What, they played Tuesday? Or was yeah, it Monday? they played Monday. Both teams Monday. played Monday. So now you're basically back on a normal time frame. I'm not too sure about that one. Same with the, the Browns and Ravens. And see, I sit here and I want to pick the Giants and the Washington football team so badly. But I just, I just don't know if I can. I can't pick both of them. And that's my biggest concern here. So as I, as I look through, you know, Houston minus one really screams to me. But they just looked awful last week when I picked them. I might have to stay away. The Rams line dropped too. The Rams are only four yeah. and a half point favorites now. Which, see, I don't know about that one. Because, like, the Patriots need this win. And they've schemed Jared Goff pretty, excuse me, pretty well in that Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. There's a lot of tough lines this week. Oh, man. I don't like this at all. I don't like this feeling. Let me look at the, the matchup and the, the, um, how each team's fair against the spread here. So the, the Cardinals are 5-7 and seven against the spread. The Giants are 8-4. and four. You know what, Luke? Oh. We've got a couple head-to-head matchups. I am 3-0 and oh against you in head-to-head matchups. Give yep. me the Giants plus 1.5. You can take that extra point. I don't care. I'm going 4-0 and oh against you. All right. All right. I like that pick from you. Are you and, scared? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too scared. I, the thing is, the Giants, like you said, they've been, they've been covering machines this year, and they do play games close. But really, this is a matter of who's going to win this game. And I don't know. I feel like Arizona's got to show up eventually. That's why I'm, I'm confident in, in the Cardinals this week. I'm not locking them in, but I'm confident. I'll, I'll say that. And I'm going to go – actually, 
this you were talking about that Texans Bears game, and I'm very on the fence about it as well. But I'm gonna take Houston minus one. It's it's one of those games where Houston just suffered a, such a brutal loss to Indy. I could see them coming out and and just not showing up for this game. And the Bears do need to win, but I just I think Deshaun Watson wants to go out there, show the Bears, you know, he should have drafted me, things like that. But it's pretty much a pick them, and I I favor Houston. I just I just don't like the way the Bears play week in and week out. I'll take Houston to cover the minus one. Another line that was interesting before is, is Baltimore minus two and a half, despite being two games worse than the Browns. I can't pick that game. You know, that's no. a game. I feel like I lean Cleveland, but the desperation of the Ravens is, is something. Uh, ooh. I'll tell you These one game that really awful. One game no one should ever touch is Falcons Chargers. <laughs> Falcons that, are that's are a game I looked at favorites, but like who knows? Like no one knows. The Chargers are real bad. I mean, forty-five nothing last week is mm-hmm. that's just brutal. But you wonder do they bounce back? I mean, how much worse can you be? Yeah, it's it's tough. tough Another team I've been high on is the Oakland Raiders. They're playing the Colts, and and the Raiders really need to keep pace. But but so do the Colts. You know, that's, that, a playoff, that's a playoff team. That's a playoff game, essentially. I mean, yeah. both oh. teams have to win. These games are also – I have Arizona back at minus two and a half now, by the way. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know how so, we want to play this. How, but, how are we playing it? That's the question. See, because we're both picking opposite sides. So, obviously, you want the one and a half. I want the two and, and a half. And you want the two and a half. Yeah. This Should is, we flip a coin? What are our thoughts? Or do we okay, just want to yeah, take it one and a half? Let's uh, – your That's call tough. on this one. As the leader. You know what? I'll tell you what. Let's go two and a half. I'm confident in the – I'm confident in Arizona. Well, I'll, I'll go two and a half. Giants don't win. Don't lose by two. I really hope they either get blown out or they win. I, I can't have this this asterisk, this built-in excuse for you on the line. There's no and, excuse. And you, just, and you can't have the same thing for me. Right, right. There's no there, – there won't be – I got to say, Matt, I think people might be hacking our Zoom call right now. They're taking our, our picks as we go and, and hammering them. That's why all the lines keep moving. That's why I mean, the lines we just have shifting. that much influence on Vegas. Oh, man. I don't know about this last one. I really don't. You know what? Give me Buffalo minus three. I've, I've wow. had a couple games with them. I just like what they do. Defensively, defensively they really showed up, showed up against the Niners. I mean, what, 17 points allowed? To, to me, it's really impressive. And say what you want about Nick Mullins. They had a stat, and it's kind of a, a, a garbage time stat, but he has, like, the third most passing yards in NFL history in his first 22 starts. You know, yeah. a random number, but I, I think at this point he might be as good as Big Ben. He might, just because right now Roethlisberger is not a very good quarterback. He just isn't. And the Bills playing at home, you don't have to travel as much. The Steelers have been really wonky, and they've just almost been getting lucky the last couple of games for Pittsburgh. You obviously saw them lose against Washington, but the Ravens are real snooze fest. 19 to 14, you clobber the Jaguars that you're supposed to. But they've played some real close games between the Cowboys 24-19, the Ravens earlier in the season 28-24, a field goal game against the Titans. I don't know. I, I feel confident in the Bills. I love what Josh Allen's been doing, a guy that puts up some big numbers. And the run game for Pittsburgh just hasn't been there this year. So I think I got to go with the Bills. Yeah, and I like that pick. I'm going to stay away from that game because, I mean – Look, it's two of the best teams in the AFC right now. It's going to be a really fun one. Three is a big number. Like, I thought this game would be a little bit more towards a pick but I think the public right now is very out on the Steelers, very in on the Bills. So I think that's why we're seeing this line right now. But, again, I, I don't know uh, how this game goes. So I'm going to stay away from it. But I'm actually – my last pick, I'm going to take Washington plus three against the 49ers. Like, I could see San Fran winning this by, like, one or two points. Like, it could be an ugly game. 
Both teams probably going to run the ball a lot, want to play good defense. And I really like the way Washington played defensively last week against Pittsburgh. They know they have to win to keep pace with the Giants or even take a lead if uh, the Giants fall to Arizona. So I'm going to take Washington plus three as my last pick. And one thing of note, I think Antonio Gibson, the running back for the football team, is uh, is out for this week. Yeah. At least he, he is banged out. up a little bit. They have the the Peyton Barber. Yeah, so I'm not too worried, but that is definitely a big loss. A lot of really good uh, underrated rookie running backs this year across the NFL. Yeah, and quickly, I'll recap my picks, and I'll give you my lock of the week here. And give me New Orleans as the lock of the week. You know what? I said it earlier on. They're facing the Eagles. At this point, I'm just betting against the Eagles and, and hoping things stick yeah. these last two weeks. with <laughs> Not a bad strategy. Packers and now the, the Saints. But Saints six and a half over the Eagles is my lock of the week. Carolina minus three over Broncos. the Denver Broncos is my second pick. Green Bay minus seven and a half taking on the Detroit Lions is my third pick. Then we're looking at the New York Giants plus two and a half now as we switch it facing Arizona. And then I've got the Bills minus three against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which earlier on in the segment at the time recording was Pittsburgh minus one. So I kind of get that four-point swing really cost me, but I'm confident in these Bills. They could probably win by a touchdown here. Yeah, that, that, that's the one that I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, how that game pans out. But for my picks, I'm going to Arizona minus two and a half. I'm going to lock in the Chiefs minus seven against wow. the Dolphins. You know what? This is the, this is the Dolphins are fraud uh, game. You know, I, I think I'm just getting annoyed by – there's a couple Dolphins fans I know on Twitter that keep, you know, insisting that the Dolphins are this team that's going to make a run. I don't trust Tua yet. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there, ball out. Hopefully Tyreek Hill has a – a big game for a couple of my fantasy teams in the playoffs. I'll take Kansas City minus seven as my lock. I'm also going Jacksonville plus seven and a half against Tennessee. That game, not as confident in, but it is, it is a pick I made. I'm going Houston minus one against Chicago and Washington plus three against San Fran. Trying to go four and one for three weeks in a row. Not too confident, but I'll, I'll take a three and two if, if I can't go to that four and one again. I'm scared of the Bills pick. I'm not going to lie. Carolina's probably going to end up losing somehow, but – I think I can lock in another three and two week. And I think that's what's most important. I like your Jacksonville pick. I really like that they, one. I'm scared they've been a cover machine lately. Yeah, they Kansas City's going to be tough. I'm scared of Kansas City. I'm scared of Houston. You don't know who's showing up. And then kind of Washington and the Giants are kind of on the same page. But the question is, who do you trust more? Do you trust a 49ers team that's been injured? Or do you trust an Arizona team that's, you know, not just playing well. <laughs> not playing well. And th- these both these games are really interesting because they're both those four teams all in the same boat battling for you know, I guess the Niners really aren't battling for a wild card spot after that loss, but if they can win out, there is a chance at nine and seven. Oh yeah. But it starts against Washington. That's a team you should be able to beat. But in that same vein, Washington could be a wild card team to some extent if they are able to win out and go to nine and seven. How, how, what a story that would be if the NFC East got two teams in the playoffs. I mean, that would be the, the ultimate redemption of being this laughing doormat of a, of a league and then getting two teams in the playoffs. I mean, it's not likely, but again, they're only a game behind uh, Minnesota at six and six is Washington and, at five and seven. And they could do it. One of those two teams could do it. You know, the yeah. Giants, they've been hot right now. To win out, you have to beat some good teams, but can you beat, you know, the, the Cowboys in week 17? Sure. Can you beat a team like Arizona here this week? You know, that, that's a tough The Browns? One. I think they can compete with the Browns. I'm not all that sold on the Browns. I like the way that the, the Giants' de- uh, defense plays against the Browns. I don't know too much against the Ravens, but what a story that would be to win out and go 9-7 and seven for both these teams. I think it's more likely for the Giants than the, than the Washington football team. I, just, I like Daniel Jones more than Alex Smith. There's been some debate 
that people think Alex Smith is a better quarterback right now than Daniel Jones or a better puts you in a better position to succeed, you know, sure. But I just like what Daniel Jones does a bit more than, than Alex Smith. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones, surprisingly, didn't think I'd say this, is playing better mistake-free football than Alex Smith lately, which I wouldn't really expect. I mean, Alex Smith on the year, he's been solid, but four touchdowns, five picks. You know, he's, he's been good, about 220 yards per game. So, like, maybe in terms of air stats, he's been better. But Daniel Jones and his way to change the game on, with his legs has been really impressive. And, and pairing him with Wayne Gallman, who's been this really epiphany for this Giants backfield this year, if they can keep the, you know, the ground game going and playing good defense, I mean, that's a good formula for winning for the Giants. If you keep the ball in your hands on offense and you stop teams on defense, that's a good formula when it comes to playoff time. And that'll wrap things up for our, our weekly, weekly pick em segment along with a little sprinkling of NFL headlines in there. Maybe we should start doing this a bit more with our picks or just segments in general. Sprinkle a little bit of NFL analysis. You know, we've got that extra half hour now on Thursdays. So maybe we push a little bit of a, a little weekly headline flavor into our Thursday night shows, which will start up next week again, 7 to 8.30 on 88.9 WNYO Lake Radio Network. Thank you guys for joining us here on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts.